You're listening to the New Gen Sermon Podcast. If you have your Bibles, uh, just go grab them. If you haven't, and we're going to look at some of the scriptures surrounding Jesus' birth. Uh, the title of this message is actually called A King is Born. And I want to talk a little bit around that. It won't be a long preach, uh, but uh, we are five days away uh, from celebrating Christmas. And around the world, people celebrate Christmas for many different reasons. Um, it's a time for giving. And the kids especially like this part where they will come looking for whatever gifts are theirs under the Christmas tree. And I can remember myself uh, when I was younger, uh, looking through all the gifts that are under the tree, figuring out which were mine, and trying to kind of look at which was the biggest one that I was getting, save that for last, uh, open all the smaller ones and get to the big one at the end. Sometimes the big one, uh, sometimes some of the smaller ones were actually the best ones. And so Christmas is a time for giving. It's also a time for family and friends and over the years, uh, we've gotten together with our family and with friends, and there have been a lot of really uh, memorable uh, dinners that, or lunches that we've had with families, family and friends uh, over the years. Some great memories to be had by that. Uh, it's also a time of peace where people celebrate peace, and it can be a time actually where, where people uh, kind of repair broken relationships even. And, but it is a time where people celebrate peace. It's also a time where people celebrate love. And um, we always like to, as a family, get involved with uh, just showing love to, to other people over this time. Uh, often our kids uh, will uh, give toys to other kids who are less fortunate than themselves or more needy. And even Jen and I, every year we, we give financially to people around the world. Who, uh, who are in need, and just, just to bless them so that they can have a wonderful Christmas. So we've done that this year, and we do it uh, regularly. So it's a time just to show love uh, to other people. It's also a time where, where people celebrate just the holiday of Christmas, uh, where people can put their tools down, take a bit of a break. A lot of uh, businesses shut down between Christmas and the New Year, and can be a great time just to get away and have a holiday and just take take a rest from a busy year. And all these things in and of themselves are, are good things. And it's a good it's good to celebrate uh, these various things that I've mentioned. But I want to say that it's not the real reason for celebrating Christmas. And uh, for the last two thousand years, maybe a bit longer than that, Christians have celebrated Christmas for a different reason. On the 25th of December, every year, Christians around the world celebrate the birth of a king. Now, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. If you have your Bibles, just turn to Matthew in the second chapter. And I just want to read verse 1 and 2. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking where is the newborn king not just where is a baby is a special baby being born they wanted to know where is the newborn king of the Jews we saw his star as it rose 
and we have come to worship him. So Jesus was not just another baby born to a Jewish family. You know, when we, when we think about Christmas, often we can think about Jesus, a baby in a manger. We think of the nativity story and kind of that's where we stop. We don't go on to thinking, you know, why did this baby come? Why was this baby so special? Why have millions and millions of people all around the world celebrated this particular human being's birthday? And the reason is, is that he's not just another baby born into a regular family. He is a king that has been born on earth. And these wise men, who weren't even Jewish, they recognized that fact that this was a special child that had been born. You know, maybe the 25th of December is not the, the exact day that Jesus was born. And uh, some people make a big deal about the date being wrong and that, you know, it should be some other time in the year. Uh, I actually think it's, personally, I think it's impossible to pinpoint the exact day uh, that Jesus was born. And the reason is, is because when Jesus was born, um, you know, he was born in such humble circumstances that most people weren't even aware that this king had arrived. And so if you were a Jewish historian of the day, you'd be writing about, you know, uh, maybe Herod's son or someone important in the Roman world uh, kind of being born or that kind of thing. But you, you would never write about, you know, Mary and Joseph's baby being born in a, in a, in a, in a stable, in a manger uh, that hardly anybody knew about. You just wouldn't write about that. And so that's, that's the reason why, why you don't read a lot about this. And uh, it's, maybe, it's, maybe the date is wrong, but it's very difficult to determine because historians wouldn't have written about this uh, birth of Jesus. But here's the amazing fact is that, yes, we celebrate on the 25th of December, uh, but the amazing thing is that millions and millions of people for thousands of years have celebrated this king's birthday. Celebrating a king or a queen's birthday is not an unusual event. I mean, we, we have a holiday here in Australia which is called the queen's birthday, but we haven't been celebrating that for thousands of years, the same king. And that's what Christians around the world have been doing. For the last 2,000 plus years, they have been celebrating this single king's birthday every single year, you know, on the 25th of December. And that's a totally unique uh, occurrence in history, in the history of mankind. To celebrate somebody's birthday for over 2,000 years is something very special. And I want to say to you this morning that there is no king in the history of the earth like this king. Jesus is no ordinary king. You may have read in your Bible the term Messiah, and you might, you might not know what that word means, or even the word Christ. You know, when I was a young Christian, I used to think that Christ was Jesus' surname, Jesus Christ. And uh, the word means the anointed one. Messiah in the, in the Hebrew language means the anointed one. Christ is the Greek 
uh, word for, for Messiah in the New Testament. But it means the anointed one. And it has to do with a king being anointed, being uh, anointed for service. And so, but the Messiah was, was more special than any regular king because this, this was a king that was going to be sent by God. And in fact, it was going to be God, God's own son coming as a king. And basically, the Messiah was, was a king, this godly king that was going to come and basically save the day for Israel. He was going to bring uh, victory over the enemies. He was going to bring economic prosperity and going to bring an incredible reign of peace. And so really, this was, a, this was someone that the Jews were, were expecting and were excited about. The Old Testament is full of prophecies about the Messiah coming. So whenever you read in the Bible about the Messiah, it's talking about this king. And the closer you get to the end of the Old Testament and to the beginning of the New, this expectation for the Messiah just grew in the nation of Israel. The amazing thing is that when Jesus came, he came in such humble circumstances and the, that most of the Jews just, couldn't believe that this guy was actually the Messiah. They were thinking, what? A baby born in a, in a stable in a manger? You know, he's got no money. He's got no army. How is he going to be the Messiah? How is he going to give us victory over our enemies? And the reason they got it wrong was because they were looking for an earthly king who would come and overthrow all the other kingdoms uh, that were around them. They weren't expecting a king coming from heaven or coming from a different kingdom that is not on this earth. You know, when Jesus spoke to Pontius Pilate just before his crucifixion, this is what he said in John chapter 18 and verse 36. Jesus answered Pilate and he said, My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. And that was the thing that the, the Jewish nation were not expecting. They weren't expecting this king to come from another world with totally different values, almost like upside-down values. See, the values in the kingdom of heaven are that the least is the greatest. The last is first. You know, humility is, is, an, is a very highly... Uh, um, accepted uh, trait or revered trait. I'm not sure what the word is, but humility is held in high regard. Whereas on earth, you know, your kingly leaders are all about pride and all about lording it over people. But Jesus comes in absolute humility and he's born in just a regular family who aren't, don't have huge influence. Hardly anyone knows when he arrives. He's so humble about it. And and as he begins to minister, you know, people look at him and go, hang on a minute, like, he's not, he's not trying to raise up an army, he's not training soldiers for war, he's not trying to uh, do a fundraising campaign and, you know, get, get himself enough finances to overthrow the Roman government. And so the Jews totally missed Jesus being the Messiah. They totally missed the fact that Jesus was this incredible king from heaven. And I think that in today, uh, you know, with the commercialization of this Christmas time, it's very easy to miss that 
Jesus is this incredible king that's come to bring his kingdom, his rule, and his reign onto earth. We can miss it all. You know, we, we see Jesus as a baby in a manger, and we, we sing all the carols, and we see all the Christmas things, and we kind of miss the point that we are celebrating the birth of a, an incredible king. I wonder this morning if Jesus is someone that you celebrate. I wonder if it's a joy for you to, to celebrate the birthday of heaven's king. I wonder if that's something that you've even thought about. Maybe you're listening here this morning and this is the first time you've ever thought, hey, Christmas is more than just the nativity scene. This is the birth of someone who is a king, who, is a, who has a kingdom, a heavenly kingdom. Let me spend a bit of time just describing this king to you. and uh, I'm not going to give all the scripture references, but, but they're all in the Bible. And if you read the Bible from cover to cover, you will see all these titles and all these things said about Jesus. So Jesus is his name. His name means the Lord saves. That's what his name means. Every time you say the word Jesus, you're actually saying the Lord saves. The Bible says that he's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness and he's the king of kings. He is the king above all kings. Revelation describes him as having many crowns on his head. He doesn't just have one crown. He has many crowns. And so he is the king above all other kings. He's the Lord of lords. He is infinitely powerful. He's invincible and he's immortal. He can never die. He's indescribable. So even though I'm, I'm attempting now to describe him to you, he's actually indescribable. I, I don't believe there's a language in the world that can accurately describe Jesus. And there's no amount of books that can be written to contain all the works that he's done. In fact, right now, he's, he is seated at the right hand of God, ruling from heaven. And he's, right now, he is interceding for you and I. So he is still doing wonderful things. He's, he's still involved in our lives. He's still, he's still working wonder, wonderful things into our lives. And so I don't believe that all the books in the world could contain all the works of Jesus. He has universe-creating strength. In the power of his fingertips. The Bible says the moon and stars lean on his arm. It says that a, a bruised reed he won't break. That's amazing. Jesus is so powerful. He is infinite in power. And yet the Bible says a bruised reed he won't break. So he's gentle. He's not just, he's not just this incredibly powerful powerful being that when he comes into your into your life he just breaks everything around you because he's so powerful no he is infinitely powerful but he's gentle as well isn't that amazing he's graceful and he's glorious he's God's son he's the sinner's savior he gives strength to the weak riches to the poor healing to the sick cleansing to the lepers and deliverance to those in bondage, and forgiveness to those who repent. Isn't that wonderful? 
He has all authority. The devil and his vast army of fallen angels, they tremble at the mention of his name. Isn't that amazing? Just at the mention of the name of Jesus, they tremble. They, they fear Jesus. He is that powerful. Not even death could keep him in the grave. And he's been given the name that is above all other names. The only name, the Bible says, by which people can be saved. Jesus is the only name by which people can be saved. He is the most glorious, the most victorious, the most highly exalted king the earth has ever known. Let's just look at some of the actual titles given to him in the Bible. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the bread of life. He's the bridegroom. He's the chief shepherd. He's the chosen one. He's our deliverer. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. He's the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, the holy one. He's the great high priest of heaven. He's the king of nations, the lamb of God, the last Adam. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the light of the world. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lord of glory, the Lord of peace. He's the morning star, the Messiah, the Passover lamb. He is the power and the wisdom of God. He's the rising sun. He's the savior of the world. He's the son of Abraham. He's the son of David. He's the son of the living God. He's the stone that the builders rejected. He's the cornerstone. He's the true vine. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the word of God and the word of life. He is the one who is, who was, and who is to come. You know, when Revelation talks about Jesus having many crowns, I, I picture these things that I've mentioned are the crowns. They are his reward. They are, they are his awards, his accolades. And so he wears many crowns. He's not just one thing. He's not just the Prince of Peace, but he's all these other things as well. He has a list of titles so long it would take like five minutes just to introduce him at some, some special banquet, you know, with all his titles and all his accolades. Sometimes I picture, you know, uh, people in the army that are highly decorated, they wear all their medals like this. Sportsmen have these trophy cabinets with all these cabinets well jesus has a list of things where he has been rewarded he's the champion of heaven and he has been highly exalted by the lord he is a king worth celebrating unfortunately because of what the commercialization of christmas a lot of the true meaning of christmas has been lost and we forget that it's actually the celebration of the birthday of this incredible king. You know, uh, the, the industry has made it all about Santa Claus and presents and, and roast turkey. But Jesus is a king worth celebrating. Unrecognized maybe by most people on the earth. But there are many people around the world who like the wise men come at Christmas time to celebrate Jesus.
it's staggering. It's, it's really mind-blowing. And the reason he came was to give his life as an exchange for ours. He wanted to take on our sin so that we could receive his righteousness. He wanted to take on our sickness so that we can receive his healing. He wanted to take on our separation from God, our, our orphan state, so that we can receive his sonship. This king with, with infinite power, he so loved you that he came to pay a price that you could never pay. He came to give his life on the cross. That's why Christmas is such a celebration. That's why we sing joy to the world. Our Lord has come. That's why we sing hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Christmas is the day that we celebrate the arrival of King Jesus. It's the day he humbled himself and he took on the form of a man. I mean, Jesus was in heaven. He had, and, and it says that he, he laid aside all his divine privileges, all, his, uh, all the things that he'd, he'd, he'd had for all eternity. He put it all to one side and he humbled himself, taking on the form of a man. And when you look at the way he came in such weakness, such such dependence, such helplessness as a little baby, just in need of everything. And he came for you. He came for me. He came because he loved you that much. Just think about that for a minute. He came to do something to save us because we couldn't save ourselves. We had this problem in our lives where we have disobeyed God. The Bible says, we all like sheep have gone astray, each one to their own way. Every one of us have turned away from the Lord to kind of make our own path in life. And so we've separated ourselves from God and we could never do anything to get ourselves back into relationship with God. And so Jesus came to do the thing, to give his life as a sacrifice for our sins so that we could be reconciled with the Lord. And I want to close this morning by just giving you an opportunity to be reconciled with the Lord. Maybe, maybe you're listening this morning and you've never seen Christmas in this light. You've always kind of seen Christmas as just being all about Santa Claus and Christmas trees and presents and you know roast turkey and things like that. But you've never really thought, actually, this is the birth of King Jesus. That's why we celebrate it. That's why Christians have been celebrating it for thousands and thousands of years. All about this little baby that came as a king from heaven. Maybe Jesus has always been a baby in a manger to you. But now you're beginning to think maybe he's much more than that. Maybe he is a king that, is, that has come to save me. To bring me into the family of God. He came to save us from our sins because he loves us. And I want, us, I want you also just to think about this. You know, Jesus is not just a savior. He's also a king. He's a king that rules over a kingdom. And so when you become a Christian, you're actually adopted into the family of God. And you become a part of a royal family. 1 Peter chapter 2 uh, verses 9 says this, 
uh, Peter says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. Think about that for a minute. You're a chosen person. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness and into wonderful light. Maybe this morning there's, there's some people that God is calling you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Maybe you've never had a relationship with the Lord. You've always kind of seen Christianity as just another religion. And I want to tell you it isn't. It's about having a real relationship with God. See, the sacrifice of Jesus has made it possible to have our sins washed away so that we can actually come in to the presence of the Lord and have a relationship with him where we pray, where we talk to the Lord, where we can hear his voice, we can feel his presence, we can be close to God and not have this barrier of sin between us. That's what Jesus' death has made possible. So in closing, if that's you, if you're just feeling a stirring in your heart right now, you're feeling like the Holy Spirit is actually opening your eyes to the truth about who Jesus is, you, you know that God is saying, today's the day I want to pull you out of darkness and into light. I want to just invite you to, to pray a prayer with me. I'm going to pray the prayer and just, just repeat the lines uh, after me and mean it from the bottom of your heart. And God is going to do a wonderful transformating work in your life right now. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and the only way to God. I believe that you died on the cross for me, that you took my sins upon yourself and you paid the price for those sins. I believe that you have made it possible for me to have my sins forgiven. I forgive those who have sinned against me. Everyone that's wronged me, I don't want to hold any grudges. I forgive them all now as I would have you forgive me. And I thank you, Lord, that you do forgive. From now on, Lord, I want to live for you. I want to hear your voice and I want to do your will. I invite you to be Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you've prayed that prayer and you've, you've said it out loud, and you believe it in your heart, the Bible says you've been born again and you've been adopted into the family of God. Like what I read earlier, you've become a royal priesthood. You are part of a family that is actually a royal family, but it's not an earthly kingdom, it's a heavenly kingdom. And so I just want to thank the Lord for what he's done in your life. I want to encourage you to get a Bible, read through uh, John chapter 15 over the next few weeks and learn to speak to God learn to hear the voice of the Lord uh, learn to pray maybe maybe if you were invited uh, by someone else to watch this meeting just share with them and say this is what happened I really feel like like I've been born again today and let them help you in your journey with the Lord but I just want to say to everyone that's listening uh, my prayer is that you have a happy Christmas and a happy New Year and uh, have a good break over this time. Spend time with your friends and your family. Rest up. 
keep spending time with the Lord and we'll see you again in the new year uh, on the 3rd of January uh, for another online live stream. God bless you all. Have a great Christmas. You've been listening to the New Gen Sermon Podcast. To find out more about us, visit our website at newgencitychurch.org.